All right, welcome to 91 North, 95 South. Thank you for tuning in to our first ever podcast. This is Dan Drainville, and I'm here with my friend Max DiMazza. What's up, Dan? What's up, Max? <laughs> um, so just a little bit about the podcast. Um, me and Max, we, uh, we've been friends for a while now, a couple of years. We met through a mutual friend. and Sam. Sam Moran. And you will hear Sam on some of our um, Giants our, commentary. That's actually. our Giants. That's our Giants correspondent. Mm-hmm. He's going to be special covering the Giants <laughs> games and everything Daniel Jones. So <laughs> you're going to love to hear some of that because he he gets fired up too, like, like the both of us. So, uh, but yeah, we met through Sam and friends for a couple of years now and over that time, we've realized our mutual love of sports in our respective cities. I'm more of a Boston guy, and Max is... Big New York guy. New York. And Go Yankees. And a little bit of Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm also a Steelers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Big Ben. That's my guy. Love him. Well, <laughs> he's Mike Tomlin's guy, too, because he won't, he won't bench him. So, he, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, anything else we should say? You think? Um, you're you go to UConn. Um, I do. Yeah. I, I attend Eastern Connecticut. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, we both love sports. It's about it. I mean, I I only like sports. I don't really have much about my personality other than that. We both we both love. Um, how sports can really fill the void in <laughs> yes. in, in male conversation and absolutely, yeah. We're just like, trying to be your homies. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to be your friends. We're just hanging out, you know, shooting the shit, talking ball. Right, that's what this podcast <laughs> is all about. We're gonna talk a lot of ball, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be your friend over the course of this next hour. So we're gonna shoot a lot of shit, talk a lot of ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe some Lonzo ball. Oh, okay. And with that, you think we should get into the NBA? No, no, no. We're going to wait on that. Oh, we're yeah, yeah. we're going to get to some baseball you want me first. To, you want me to lose my fucking mind? Because <laughs> <laughs> I will. Because <laughs> you want to know what happened? Whatever, Tell us what happened. Whatever last week or whatever the fuck, Monday. No, Tuesday. Oh, my God. It hasn't even been that long. What happened, Max? Joey Gallo batted fourth for the New York Yankees. Oh, my <laughs> God, Joey Gallo. <laughs> I know you got some strong thoughts on Joey Gallo. Dog, this man is a waste of space. Okay, one through three, great game. Rizzo, Judge, Stanton. I'm not even going to call out. I can't even call out Gallo specifically because four through nine – Went one for 20. They went one for 20 in a baseball game that was determining if they would go on into the playoffs. You can't fucking do that. Now, Max, I want, I want the listeners to know that, first off, I don't, I don't watch a lot of baseball. I'm uh, mainly a NFL you know, and um, NBA guy. Right. Uh, over, the, over this season, I'm looking to get into hockey a bit more. Puck. I'm going to be giving some Red Sox coverage. Now, I don't watch Sox. a lot of baseball, but even I know that the one through three spots of the Yankees 
top of the lineup. It's fire. It's fire. Great. Fire. Yeah. Great. Stan had a great year. Judge had a great year. Rizzo was a great deadline pickup. Stan really paid off. Yeah. First year. First year, really, he's he's done anything. They've had him for three years now. Uh, and this is like the first full season, basically, he's had. Um, and, you know. Did what did what they expected him to do. He even played the field. That was great. Um, and then should have had a three home run game in that wild card game if uh, the Red Sox played in like a real baseball stadium, but they just decided to stick a fucking wall in left field. <laughs> the wall's been there a long time. The wall though, has sure. wall is established. <laughs> wall's been established. Okay. The Yankees have gotten pretty used to that wall yes. right now, being division rivals. Yes, yes. Um so yeah, we obviously talking about talking about the the um the green monster. Yes. That robbed Stanton of a of a home run. Couple, two home runs. Two home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to get back on topic, um, you know, like I said, very happy with them. Um, four through nine is really where you just got to look at it. So I thought I could um, do a quick rundown of the positions where I feel good about the Yankees in their offseason in the next season where I don't. Um, so... I guess we'll start off at catcher. Um, I'm pretty happy, honestly, with Gary Sanchez. Uh, I think they should stop uh, with the one leg on the ground. I think he should just go back to catching normally because uh, you're trying to improve on framing, um, which is great. But in a few years, hopefully there will be robotic umpires, so that won't even be fucking needed. Um and when this man is on one leg, he can't catch a fucking ball like to save his life. So I'd like to see him be able to like move and get past balls and uh, be able to get up and get pitches. Uh, so I feel like that would be great. Uh, and offensively, you know, he's not going to really bat for average. Uh, he had a he's pretty streaky, but he had a few hot streaks and. You know, uh, the catching position is not a super offensive position at this point. So um, I'm, you know, pretty happy with the output we got from catcher. Um, first base, if we can get bring Rizzo back, very happy with that. Uh, I don't really think I need to explain why Anthony Rizzo would be a great player to have on a baseball team. Good fit <laughs> for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Go down the list, the... Uh, stellar first baseman they've had they had mark Deshera, don mattingly fucking i don't know <laughs> i remember mark Deshera. mark yeah. tex dude tex um second second through third in my notes i wrote we need to talk so <laughs> <laughs> what do we need to talk so, about <laughs> so they at the end of the year they moved glaber torres to back to second and pretty different player, like offensively, defensively, very, very great or very good. Um, but with that, you're moving DJ to third, DJ LeMahieu to third, and Gio Rochelle to short, most, most likely, most often. So with that, you're improving yourself at second, and then you're kind of downgrading yourself at short and third. And they're both like good 
defensively, but it's like DJ's a great second baseman, a decent third baseman. Gio's a great third baseman, a decent shortstop. And then, like, Glaber's, like, a good second baseman. I, I don't know if I would say, like, great. So, um, you know, shortstop is a big um, – there are a lot of big names on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey mm-hmm. Seager being one of them. I believe he's left-handed. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, what what team does Corey check. play for now? The Dodgers. Um, yes, he is left-handed. Uh, bats left-handed. So that would be huge because um, they're very right-handed heavy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that's kind of a long shot because why would the Dodgers let that dude go? Um, also, how, how, how do you go about making that move when you have – you have Stanton on the long-term deal, right? And you're looking to improve your four through nine spots, realistically, right? Um, so, do you do you have this the space to sign a, a big name like that? Dan, I have a simple answer for that. How do they do that? They be the fucking Yankees. <laughs> Go into the luxury tax, dog. <laughs> You're trying to play Moneyball, and you ha- you could spend four hundred fucking million on your lineup. Don't play Moneyball. Don't. I don't want to hear the Yankees lost money during the pandemic or whatever the fuck, dog. You're telling me Hal Steinbrenner is living paycheck to paycheck with the fucking <laughs> Yankees. He's got no money in the bank. Nah, he's got nothing. It's only he's living paycheck to paycheck, year to year, by how well the Yankees do. They just need to go into the fucking luxury tax. Because there is no way they're going to... They either need to completely blow up this team, and a lot of these pieces, they have lost a significant amount of trade value. So if you trade them, you're like, you're just fucking kicking yourself while you're down, basically. Mm-hmm. And you can't, so if you can't trade them, if, if you, <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's all right. so fucking, <laughs> I'm just so annoyed. You're just mad. I'm just so annoyed. I was, came into the season riding so high. I was expecting a fucking world series after this. And they got knocked out in the wild card game. Ugh. Oh my god! You, you can't. You guys can't see this, but this man is ready to punch Joey Gallo <laughs> in his fucking I'm nose, pissed, dude. <laughs> I'm pissed. Uh, like I'm not worried about the starting rotation because I'm hoping that like Sevy, um, maybe even I mean Michael King's kind of a good bullpen piece though, mm-hmm. but like Sevy or um, uh, I can't think of his fucking name. Yeah, Herman, who I don't fucking like. Um, cause he's a domestic abuser. Um, but yeah, they could, hopefully they can get back into the rotation. Um, they have heel that's coming up. So I'm not super worried about like the rotation, but that does make me worried about the bullpen. Cause so many of those guys were like valuable assets in the pen. And then also you're asking like kind of like random dudes to like repeat like great seasons they had 
So I don't really feel great about that. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've spent a lot of time on the Yankees. Uh, I'm ready to stop talking about them. Uh, they need a left fielder, a center fielder, <laughs> um, shortstop, uh, bullpen arms, closer. Uh, there's a lot of fucking problems with this team. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely okay with stopping stopping this conversation. Well, I, I know you want to stop, but could I actually <laughs> could I persuade you to keep going? <laughs> can we for dig a the knife in a little yeah. deeper? But just because I had a question for you. What's up? And this question is about Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole in the wild guard game. What he he got? What did he get pulled after three innings? Was it? We didn't even talk Cole. You got to talk Cole because this dude is getting paid like thirty million dollars. Dog to get pulled in the in the biggest game of his Yankees career. So, if you look at this dude's stats. He was having a crazy first half. Not a crazy first half, a really good first half. Um, you know, under three ERA, probably on pace for over 200 strikeouts, whatever, a normal cold year. Then they banned sticky stuff. <laughs> and his numbers were not looking great after <laughs> that. If you... Uh, if you want to give me a second to pull it up for of you, course, I can yeah. get some we can get some numbers. So I don't remember exactly what day they banned the the uh, the sticky stuff, but I believe it was uh, either in the middle of June. I'm gonna start June sixteenth, and let's see what what these stats were to finish off the year here. I'd love to see because I didn't. I didn't even know about this. So from June 16th to September 29th, that's 17 games started, Garrett Cole gave up 16 home runs. I think that's a stat that really jumps off the page, and that was a huge issue for him was the long ball. Um, and then you go, go after that, another eye-popping number, 397 ERA. Almost a four ERA from the dude, from a $300 million man who's supposed to be your ace. And then, like you said, got pulled. I, I don't even, two. Did he even make it through the second? I think it, I think it was in the second inning, right? Yeah, it was, it was either in the second or didn't even get an out in the third. Um, got pulled. Uh yeah, that's just not what you want from your ace. And I really don't know what to do about that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> do you fear this becoming kind of like a, a Clayton Kershaw situation where in the in the big playoff games for the Dodgers, they Garrett Cole's going to do this for the Yankees where he'll just crumble in the in the biggest moments. So, I'm glad you brought that up cuz I I have I have seen that narrative. I've heard that narrative. Um and I want to dead that because this dude, we've seen him perform like crazy in the playoffs. Uh I really think it's it's the sticky stuff. Um and also he had a hamstring injury in there. I believe it is hamstring. Um so, you know, that could have played a part in it. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, those numbers are crazy. He Coming into June 16th, he, he had a 2-3-1 ERA on the year. Had given up 
seven, eight. Eight home runs in 13 games, so even that was a little lower. Um, yeah, I just, I just think, I mean, that's, that's a pretty, pretty big coincidence, you know. Yeah, and that, I mean, I, that's a, that's a clear difference of about two, two ERA that sure. was added to his, at that point in the season. So, yeah. And uh, I would like to talk Mets off season, but they really need to just figure out their fucking organization before <laughs> before I can talk moves. They they don't even have a GM, so <laughs> let's get that first, and then and then we'll talk about what y'all need to do. It uh, starts with the GM. Yeah, yeah. Let's get a GM that can last, uh, that won't like sexually harass uh, foreign reporters and won't uh, get caught drunk driving. Won't drunk drink and drive. Not even getting caught. Won't drink and drive. That's not good. I I think that bar is very low. Yeah, pretty low bar. Yeah, no, the Mets. Um, they're the Mets. <laughs> the Mets will Mets. You know. Don't really know what else to say about it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, basketball? Yeah, let's NBA? get it. Yeah, we can move into some... Uh, you want to talk Celtics? I feel like I've been talking a lot. Sure, yeah. I can, I can talk a little bit of Celtics. So, we're going to get into some uh, the NBA segment of our podcast now. Um, we cover a little bit of all sports. So, I'm going to talk a little bit of Celtics right now. Bean Boston Beantown Celtics, <laughs> <laughs> who, with their new coach, Ime Odoka, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, <laughs> um, former, former Nets assistant coach, um, will be... I, I think the expectation should be to secure uh, at least a mid-middling mid, playoff spot. I don't... That's where I have them. Right, yeah, I, and... Max is going to get into some of his rankings of the um, of the NBA uh, division standings uh, later on, but I, I think realistically we can expect the Celtics to be at about a, a mid-tier spot around around where the Hawks are, the Knicks too. We'll be looking to um, build, go New York, go New York, go <laughs> build on their last season. Um, which which was a fantastic season. I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks really um, kind of outperformed expectations that last season, and they were really lucky with um, not really having any major injuries. Absolutely. And, and so, if if they could uh, keep injury free again this season, um, I would expect them to get a little bit better. But I want to get into some Celtics. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is. As of right now, there are still a few players who are are um, remain unvaccinated on the Celtics. Oh, really? Right now, yes. And one of them um, who's been confirmed is uh, Josh Richardson, one of the new Celtics pickups yep, yep. this offseason. Um, signed in free agency and, in my, in my opinion, was probably the best pickup they made this offseason. Um, if you go back to his history in Miami, I mean, this guy is could be a lights out shooter, um, kind of three and D guy, which is exactly what the Celtics need, especially in the absence of Fournier, who just left for the Knicks. My Knicks. Yep, Max's Knicks. <laughs> um, yeah, Josh Richardson. I'm. I'm. You know, 
peeping peeping the stats right now. Um, he shot like almost fifty percent from uh, field goal percent. Wait, was it rookie, field goal rookie, or? rookie year coming off the bench? He um, shot forty six percent from three. A uh, few years later in Miami, shot thirty seven percent. And his last year there, averaged sixteen points a game, four four assists. Um, yeah, just uh, that's a pretty good pickup. Yeah, he ha- um, he has it and a pretty um, a pretty good resume, and you know, albeit a spotty resume. He I, last season with the Mavericks, um, they I, I feel they were kind of underutilizing him. I mean, he was on the floor um, mostly the same amount, but wasn't getting as many looks um, as he did in his Miami years. Uh, so I'm excited to see him get a, a new start on the Celtics. But once again, him being unvaccinated, you know, you're 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 worried about him not he right off the bat. He's not going to be able to play in uh, at least like five games. Um, those in the Bay Area and New York. Yeah, I can check that for you right now. Yeah, okay, let's get a look at that because uh, that. That worries me from from a guy that you're going to be relying on uh, this this season with no real big name free agent pickups. And if you want to make a run in the playoffs, of course, yeah. If you want to make, make role, a, role players did this, you know. Yeah, so Josh Richardson <laughs> should be a um, just the, the kind of role player that the Celtics need, actually. But once again, it, you you. As the Wayne Gretzky said, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take, and if if you're not traveling with the team to these games, then you're not going to be on the floor to take those shots. So, regardless of what your position is on on being vaccinated, unvaccinated, you're hurting your team, right? If you're not um, going to play in these games. So, do you think that these cities, um, being those being L.A., um, which just joined San Francisco and New York um, with not allowing unvaccinated peoples, I don't, I don't think it's just players, uh, into arenas. Uh, however, in these cities, they're allowing visiting players. So do you think that that will get reversed, or do you think that they're going to uh, – completely get rid of the vaccination mandate mandate um, well I don't think thoughts? they're gonna get rid of the vaccination mandate I couldn't see the these cities. I don't think they should I, I just just for the record <laughs> yeah not and neither do I um, I don't see them getting rid of that mandate I think if anything they would push it to be to apply to visiting um, players as well I hope so yeah you would hope and this is you know something that you've seen become an issue in the past couple months um, with the NBA, a lot of players coming out and and declaring that they are unvaccinated, and Kyrie Irving probably being the most notable example. Or he didn't he didn't declare, but um, speculation is that he's unvaccinated with um, his camp not responding to questions about him being vaccinated. So. I mean, the bigger that the, that issue gets, um, part of me f- feels like the NBA might come down with uh, their own set of regulations. Mm. 
uh, because there's a lot of public attention on them right now. And uh, I believe it, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar actually came out and said um, that the NBA should require vaccinations for all players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which, yes, I agree with. Um, because it's it's creating a, a strong divide in the NBA right now in um, furthering this political issue. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's really all I have to say about it. But I'm I'm worried about Josh Richardson in that case. Uh, do you know the other players that are unvaccinated? Or I'm a, I'm a Celtics. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I know. Yeah. Ennis Cantor has been vocal about his stance being vaccinated, and so has Grant Williams. They came out. Uh, oh, that they're happy that they are vaccinated, or that like everybody should be vaccinated. Encouraging okay, gotcha, vaccinations, gotcha. yes. Um, Ennis Cantor made a comment about how how uh, your teammates are hurt if you yeah, are not absolutely. traveling with the team. Absolutely. Um, so do you have any thoughts on do you want to give any thoughts on Dennis Schroeder or Al Horford or speaking of Ennis Cantor uh a few of the other offseason pickups Yeah oh the, do, boy do I yeah um so these are the other offseason pickups for the Celtics um let's start off with Dennis Schroeder so Schroeder um had a had a good pr- pretty um Good season last season. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but um, was a pretty reliable starting point guard um, for most of the season. So he, last season, during the regular season, um, averaged 15 points per game, 5.8 assists. We'll just call that six. Um, on 43% shooting and 33% shooting from beyond the arc. Uh, so yeah, pretty good, pretty good numbers. It's a pretty decent good. season, and I believe he's a pretty good two-way player. He's, I think yeah, he's, no, he's he's, he's not a defensive def- liability, yeah. by any means. And um, there was a lot of talk of Schroeder in the off season, um, wanting to go for a bigger contract. He was he was kind of looking to hold out for more money. Yeah, turned down the qualifying offer to make like <laughs> ten times less. He, a lot of people said that he fumbled the bag, bet like, on himself, and kind of lost. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and no he offense, ended up. Dennis, I love you. Oh yeah, we love we love you, Dennis. Especially now that you're on my Celtics. Uh, <laughs> I love you. I'll probably be buying your jersey um, if you. <laughs> if you uh, take us to a championship. But um, yeah, he, uh, the Celtics ended up signing him on a minimum, and I think that was a, a terrific deal for I the agree. Celtics, who um, lo- obviously lost Kemba. Um, had had Schroeder not yeah, joined the team. Did. What was that? I said, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All good, man. <laughs> Had Schroeder not joined the team, we'd be looking at Mar- either Marcus Smart or Peyton Pritchard um, likely starting in that starting point guard spot, which uh, just makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I don't know if there... Marcus Smart has played that role before, and I think he's better... Um, 
kind of in the in the two spot. Yeah. And, you know, offering more defense than relying on him for the playmaking abilities. Yeah. Um I think Peyton Pritchard is a perfect uh second point guard um or backup point guard whatever. Um and also the fucking Celtics on 2K are so annoying to play. Against. <laughs> <laughs> Defense crazy. I love I I play a lot of with the Celtics on 2K and yeah the defense is just what you got Rob Williams offering <laughs> yeah. blocks at the five position. You could throw Al Horford in at the four. Mm, Al Horford, who a couple seasons ago was the Celtics' defensive anchor um, uh, when they had uh, Kyrie. And, yeah, it's a, that's and Al a – Al can still shoot. He can he – can, uh, oh, he can stroke it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he can stroke it with the best of them. I mean, 34 <laughs> years old, this man's still shooting 45% from the field, 36 beyond the arc. I mean, he, he's, he's always been paid, but I mean, you're, you're getting a decent player. Yeah. What you're getting is, is someone who can provide some inside defense and rebounding and can also shoot the ball pretty well. And he's like you said, he's, he's pretty, he's getting up there in age and um, been a solid player throughout his career. Plus he's on the Celtics already. So that's my guy. Um, wow. I didn't even notice this. He, he, Played a decent amount of games each season, and then last year just twenty eight games. Jeez. Yeah, he dealt with uh, some injuries last yeah. season, which um, probably also threw him off a little bit. But and that was on the Thunder. So yeah, I, I'm not, and I'm not really sure what's going on over in OKC. I don't watch many yeah. Thunder games. Yeah, we're not a we're not a Thunder pod. <laughs> We're definitely not a Thunder pod. Hey, hey, if you're um if you're someone who watches the Thunder, feel free to contact us because we maybe we'll maybe we'll be looking for a, a Thunder correspondent in the coming months. For real, yeah. You never know. I love Shay. Um yeah, I mean who doesn't? I mean also very drippy. Yeah, oh so we yeah. Love seeing Shay. Yeah. Um, no, we both love Shay. Anything else you wanna you wanna say about about the Celts? Um, so I I think um, a lot of Celtics fans are low on the Celtics this season because they've um, the moves they made you know didn't put us give us a significant step in in uh, being a title contending team, but I you gotta you gotta a couple more years before. You got to worry about Tatum and Brown at least leaving, um, and I think this could be a solid season. Maybe you uh, wait for someone uh, in in the next off season that can really put you into that category of being the the championship team. And for now, you know we're just gonna we're just gonna play it out and see how it goes. But um, I'm excited. They signed uh, Rob Williams to a long term deal. Uh, I've, I forgot how we much. We love it's, Rob. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we love Rob. We gotta talk about that because this house is there's big Rob Williams fans, <laughs> and I fucking I hate the Celtics. <laughs> so that's that saying a something. Lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's on a fifty million dollar contract for like the next five five years. Get the bag. Dog. Or f- four years. Four years. 
So, yeah, um, I'm excited to see how he develops this season. He took a big step the last season into into that starting center role, and um, I expect him to take another one this season. So, so. is that who they're, you think they're running running at the five? You think that you think Rob is going to start start out there? I I think that Rob is going to start at the five, um, and then you think Ennis coming off the bench? Yes, Ennis coming off the bench. I, like I don't that. know. Um, and then you have Al uh, too, and I, I'm not sure where exactly he's going to fit in. You could play him at the four, or you could have him in sort of a backup center role. Yeah. Do you think that he'll kind of play that? Um like a utility front court role where like sometimes they'll run him at the four and sometimes they'll run him at the five and kind of just fill out like, you know, 20 minutes for him somehow during the game. I think, I think that's probably what we're looking at because um, Al can be that fill in. He can come into the game and kind of have a, have a big effect on the game in small minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as he's getting older, you're probably going to need to bump down his minutes a little bit. Yeah. And also, um, Rob Williams, um, you know, his health has been spotty in the past. He does have a condition that affects how oh, many really? minutes he was able to play in the court. Do you do you know what this condition is? Is it a heart condition? Or? I, yes, I believe it is a heart condition. <laughs> Sorry, real quick. Uh, do you know Rob Williams? nicknames on basketball reference time lord time lord has to be on there time lord and can you give me the <laughs> second one? Oh man you're really testing me you're really testing me i i, pro I probably should have seen this on the celtics subreddit um you want me to give it to you yeah go ahead, let me know it's boo butt <laughs> 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 okay, I've never never heard that before, but that's apparently one of his nicknames, Boo Butt. So. All right, we're gonna do some research into Boo Butt and find out where that nickname come came from. And I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, let you guys know Please who said that, know. so you can you can ridicule them mercilessly <laughs> because I do not like that nickname. <laughs> Time Lord is cool. What if Rob's like my mom gave me that? Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel yeah, like an that asshole. is the appropriate reaction. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> silence. <laughs> just no words. It, it'd be just a run. It'd be a bit like um, making a a yo mama joke, and then you find <laughs> out like, that person's um, mom's yeah, she's has, dead. Yeah, <laughs> she's dead. She's yeah. she's dead. Rob's mom, not Rob's mom. But. <laughs> Damn! Now you're saying his mom died too? No, oh, no, no. God. I mean, if she gave him that nickname. Oh my god. Oh man. I, uh, all right. Let's move on oh to the. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the, uh, something not Celtics talk now. Um, I mean, I I I'll talk briefly about the Knicks. I'm very happy about their um about hold, their moves. Hold uh, on. Go New York, go New York, go. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're back on track. Um, so, yeah, they finished uh, top five. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Top five in three-point percentage um, or three-point efficiency, whatever you want to say, um, last season. And wow, like, it's really good. Yeah. And, like, bottom ten in the league of three-point attempts. So I'm hoping with um, Ev 
Um, you know, we can get that up. Evan Fournier. Yeah, Evan Fournier. I'm hoping, you know, Kemba will take more threes than fucking Alfred Payton. Uh, he'll also make more fucking layups. And, yeah, won't just brick layups. Won't. Um, that's the best thing. Um, he won't just put his head down and not look to pass. Um, Kemba... Kemba will just be such, like, just a much, much better a starting point guard than Alfred Payton. He's, he's a presence, yeah. too. He's, like, he's a he's a great locker room guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, everybody in the league loves him. I mean, just imagine you're going up against the Knicks, and you're the starting point guard for the other team, and you say, okay, uh, Alfred Payton, that's, that's who I got this game. <laughs> that's who I'm cooking this game. Now that's, you, that's who I got. Like yeah. that's my guy. Or <laughs> no, like, like that's that's who you're going up against. So you're like, oh, okay, that's easy. And now you come in and you see Kemba Walker on the on the starting lineup, and you say, oh, okay, that's a step back monster. <laughs> that's step back God. Um, so so happy about that. Um, the only thing I I honestly would have liked to bring back. Reggie Bullock might be kind of a hot take. I would have honestly rather had him than Burks. Um, I think Burks is a better offensive player, and he gives you more than just I'm going to stand on the wing or I'm going to stand on the corner, catch and shoot, which right. is pretty much what Reggie gives you. Um, but uh, was was Evan brought in to, bring, to fill in that Reggie Bullock role? Yeah, well, yeah. Mainly, and then Burks was just like, we're bringing you back. But technically, yeah, Reggie did start most of the games, I think, um, last year. Uh, so, yeah, Ev is taking his role. But also, like, I just would have rather brought back Bullock for that backup role than Burks. Because basically they would have had... Um, you know, Burks's role to fill. So it would have either been, you know, keep him there or replace him. And, um, like, I just think with the guard depth, like the point guard depth we have now, like Alec Burks was, like, playing point guard, like, some nights. So, like, we don't – hopefully won't need that. Um, but then again, you know, I guess Kemba's injury on his knee and Derrick Rose's injury history, you know, I guess it is good to have that guy that can – you know, put the ball on the floor. Um, but yeah, the the defense Reggie gave you was just stellar. Um, I loved his defense. Um, I think he was, you know, Tibbs' number one guy. I think he would use him a lot. Um, hmm. Tibbs, Tibbs loves those defensive guys. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I was honestly a little shocked to not see him back. But, you know, overall, I'm very happy with the offseason. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. About the about the Knicks season, yeah, and and we're gonna see we're gonna see how good that um, Max feels once once the Celtics face off against the Knicks. That'll oh, be I the, can't wait that'll, opening night, baby. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do a. I have to do a live show. We're we're gonna do a live show, or we're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about that in a segment oh, yeah. on the podcast oh, at yeah. least, because. Um, I mean that's that's gonna be huge for us. That's like that's like our NBA <laughs> finals. That's right our there. Super Bowl. <laughs> um. So do you want to? Should I get into my standings and we can you can react to it? Oh yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. 
Uh, it was a sorry. I'm gonna work on my transitions. It was a, a little abrupt. Didn't mean to scare the listener. Ah. Um, <laughs> ah. Um, <laughs> you, know, you scared me. You didn't yeah, scare the listener. Yeah, I know. I could. Say, <laughs> I, you jumped a little bit when I said standing. You said what? Yeah. Um, well, I actually jumped. I I had a I had a coffee before this, so <laughs> I'm a little on edge. That's probably why. Um, that's why I probably went in on um on a, a Rob so hard for his nickname. I apologize <laughs> for that earlier in my comments. And I'm Rob, if you're listening, I'm and you like that nickname, I'm sorry. That's that's Dan and me in a nutshell. I'll say Joey Gallo's a waste of space and just like not apologize. <laughs> this man made fun of a stupid nickname <laughs> and is apologizing for it. Well, Joey Gallo's a different story, right? Dude, fuck Joey Gallo. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, well, well. Let's. Right, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we're getting off track. Let's get back. <laughs> let's get back into the. St- I'm gonna react to these standings that you've written up for us today. All right. So I'm just gonna run down the list. Um, Bucks one, Nets two, Hawks three, Sixers four, Celtics five, Heat six, and then in the play-in we got Knicks, Bulls, Hornets, Pacers. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that for? Um, you said you had Bucks one. Bucks one, Nets number two, Hawks three, Sixers four, Celtics five, Heat six, Knicks seven, Bulls eight, Hornets, Pacers. And I should I should be more clear. I guess that's not the playoff or the standings. That's my playoff prediction um, for the Eastern Conference. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you probably have a question about the Sixers and the Hawks, maybe. I, I do. I have. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna offer my take on this list. I. I feel like. All right, let's talk about the top three spots first. Okay. So we've got Bucks at number one, two is Nets, and three is Hawks. Um, realistically, I could. I could definitely see the Hawks being in the top, in the three spot. Um, you saw in that series against the Knicks the, in these last playoffs how um, Trey Young really showed himself. Ooh, sorry about that. <laughs> We're doing a position switch <laughs> with our producer Ooh, here, Alon. Position switch. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You've just entered the not safe for work. Yeah, I, I get tired. Pod. What can I say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am now on top. For those who are wondering. Oh, the, the listeners hate this. <laughs> okay, so I, I'd like... I, I was going to go further on that, but I'm just going to withhold that. So We're just going to push through. <laughs> mm. Push through, Poppy. Something, something's pushing through. <laughs> so, okay, the Bucks. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send this to my mom right after we record this and say, "Mom, is there anything we we need to take out of this podcast?" <laughs> Mama Drainville. And that's how you. That's how you can tell if she listened to the whole thing. 
Yeah, right. If she's she like, like, she's like, no, it was great, honey. Oh, it was like, great. Yeah, she listened to the first five yeah, minutes. Didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All so, right, get, let's get back on track. Yeah, let's get. Oh, all right. So we got the Bucks, Nets, Hawks. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I, I could totally see the Hawks being in the in the three spot because of, especially, I mean, Trey Young's performance against the Knicks. I, I really thought showed something about him and how he could perform yeah, in the he's spotlight. Different. He, he's different. He's he's, different. he's built different. He's what Joel Embiid thinks that he is. <laughs> he's what Joel Embiid knows Ben Simmons is not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's only 22. I think that's really important. This dude is about to be 23. He was 22 years old, came into the garden, and said it's quiet as a motherfucker in here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, and he was, I mean, he really fed off all that ridicule yeah. that he was receiving. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that, I mean, you can't, you can't learn that no. overnight. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I could see a Trey Young-led Hawks team, you know, provided he stays healthy. They've got John Collins. They've got a lot of good pieces. Bogdanovich. Um, I, I could... I could see them, especially being over the Sixers, who, who are um, in the midst of this Ben Simmons drama. I think that's why that that's why they're out of the top three for me. Yeah, I, I just didn't know where to put them. I I don't really know where to rate the Sixers either because we we really are waiting to see how this whole thing shakes out. If they acquire a big piece for Ben Simmons, then they could possibly move into that three back into that three spot. Yeah. Especially if it's someone like Damian Lillard, which looks more unlikely every single day. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I I put the Sixers in the four spot because I kind of feel that if they fuck up the Simmons situation, they're going to drop down. Um, and then if they can make something good out of it, um, they're probably going to make it into the top three. There. I could see them overtaking the Hawks. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But as as it stands right now, just don't know where to put them. They're just a they're a really good team, um, and with Ben Simmons, they're really good. Uh, they should be a four seed, at least. But yeah, don't know where to put them. Dude, too I much, might put them unsure. even as low as um, five or six. I know. I I really almost did that, and I was like, I I just have to give Joel his his due. Joel should get credit here. Yeah. You know, jo- if Joel's healthy, you know, that team is at least a, a playoff team. I mean, yeah, he was in the MVP. Excuse me. He was in the MVP race. Yeah, great season last year. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he's going to put them in, in a spot to succeed. So, And if you if you want to talk about uh, different dudes, um, Joel has a different mentality, too. I mean, watching him in that playoffs there were game, there were moments where it just looked like, you know, looking at him, you just saw the other team was not going to win. Yeah, like he can take over. Yeah, and he can dominate the other team. Mm-hmm. And you know, I said I mentioned he's what um, he he's he is different. He's yeah. different. Um, even though you know he said he came out and said oh, these guys aren't built like me. Yes, <laughs> the funniest shit ever. A really funny quote, and <laughs> you know, yeah, Joel does have a little bit of that too. Even though you know Trey, 
I was talking about Trey Young, how he just <coughs> eats off that energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joel, he's a great player, and he's going to put them, I, I say, at least a six seed. Um, so then going into the four, five, and six, uh, we have the Sixers, Celtics, Heat, which I, I already mentioned, I think the Sixers could drop down there. I think the Celtics stick around. It's tough. They There's a lot of good teams in the East now. Uh, and you have yep. the Bulls down at eight, the Knicks at seven. I really feel like the Bulls might move up even to that five or six spot, maybe even four spot with the talent that they acquired over the offseason. So... Um, when I was putting this together, uh, in my head, I see five through eight as being all separated within like a game of each other for until the last like two weeks. I think that makes sense. I yeah. see the Knicks and the Bulls kind of falling out of it, um, or not even falling out of it, like just getting like overmatched almost. Um, and I just, I, I mean, I think the Celtics, I think they had a really good off season, um, I think they addressed the issues they needed to have being big men and point guard, um, their biggest. And I think they did a great job addressing that. Um, and then the Heat, I think they're going to be a force. I think they're going to be a fucking mm. shitty matchup. You're I agree. not going to want to play the Heat. That's a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Because they, they went and they acquired Lowry. And I think that brings them to... A whole nother the in, level. The intensity of those heat games, it's going to be like playing a playoff game every right. game. They're just going to bring that, just that heat. They're going to bring that fucking heat. Sp- Spolstra is going to have that, that team playing dogged defense <laughs> yeah. against every team in the NBA. Oh, yeah. And they've got the talent, the talent on defense and on offense now to, I, I think. They they might even um, be at the level of the Hawks. Yeah. In these, I could see them higher. I could definitely see them going higher. I mean, you got Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy mm. Butler. Mm. Um, Keep going. Bam Adebayo. Who's their fucking? Who's their four? Um. We're definitely forgetting. Well, Bam Bam plays. Bam, Bam plays four. I think Bam mostly plays the five. Yeah, Bam, Bam yeah. plays the five. They're four. <laughs> right? I'm just blanking right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the power forward? The I'm sure we're just being so disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, dog. <laughs> you know they got to start PJ Tucker. Oh, yeah. They, oh, I, my God. How did I fucking forget they acquired PJ Tucker? Especially making that point. Bruh, yes. PJ Tucker. Yeah, this team is gonna be grit on defense. Dog, PJ Tucker's six foot fucking five. He's six foot five and guarded KD in the he can, he can cover any position. <laughs> he can cover That's one insane. through five, so I yeah, believe. They got Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo. That's a fucking brutal starting five. Brutal, yeah. And they still have, let's see, they have um, 
I've I've heard a lot they about have, Max Struess as being a good bench guy. Tyler Harrow is still on the team. Yep. If I was you just could get, say. yeah, if you could get a little bit more from him this season, they have Victor Oladipo. Oh, how did I forget about yeah. Oladipo? They have Iguodala. Death beams <laughs> pointed at the earth. <laughs> I want Iguodala. Shout out Max. That's um not our Max. Max Kellerman. From yeah, y'all know. From ESPN First Day. Y'all know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Heat are going to be good. I think uh, we we could do this in tears. like Because a lot of these guys, like these teams, it's it's really tough to, to place them right now. Um, yeah. I'm having a hard time because the Heat, I could see rising. The Bulls, I could see rising. The Knicks, yeah, I could see. I could also see them being better than the seventh spot. Yeah, um, it's tough. I mean, it's tough too because it's not like um, the Western Conference where it's like, okay, these are just like good established teams. Like, right? The yeah. Heat, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Knicks. Like, these are all like different teams. They've the been Sixers making a lot of moves. Going to be different teams. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's kind of tough to put them there when you haven't seen any of these guys on the court together. Yeah, they've um, been doing a lot in this um this off season, especially the Bulls. Like we're yeah. not sure how this talent is going to play out on paper. I think the Bulls might have a lot of struggles in this season try with all that star power like mm-hmm. trying to figure yeah, out a how way to work, how yeah. to work it together. Yeah, how the lineups are going to shake out and Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Producers telling me how to drink. <laughs> we were just um we just had a little interruption from our producer. Um but you know it's it, it this is our first podcast, guys. Like we're going to have some inter- some um some interruptions over these first couple episodes because yeah working out the kinks i'm sorry i'm really sorry we're kinky what can we say we're kinky (laughs) if you're listening to this i'm sorry by how many kinks there's gonna be (laughs) over the first couple episodes because this is our first time doing this (laughs) so many kinks uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do you transition from kinks? yeah it's just you just move on <laughs> you just you just say that and then just say so the hornets uh, i have a nine You're like so Lamelo ball has a few kinks <laughs> mellow's nasty yeah i think we can just run through the last two spots really quick hornets pacers i, I don't know dude i don't really think i need to explain that yeah that's the Pacers still a scrappy team. They're they're always in the running yeah. for like a playoff and spot, and everybody else in the East kind of sucks. So yeah, it's like you can you <laughs> there's can drop off. Yeah, there's a definite drop off in the next couple teams. Um, yeah, because I wanted to put the Wizards there, but it's it's just Bradley Beal. I feel really bad for him. <laughs> I, I did you hear that um, Russell Westbrook? told Bradley Beal once he left the Wizards he said like dude you should get out of you should get out of here (laughs) he told him that and yeah because Russ knew he was abandoning him yeah he said I'm leaving you with Kyle Kuzma (laughs) 
<laughs> Did you see the picture of them together? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. The caption was like, Bradley just looks like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> it's so true. It's just Kyle Kuzma standing next to Bradley Beal. I got uh, a lot of respect for Bradley Beal as a player. Um, especially yeah, for it, for opting to stay with him the and Wizards. Dame. Yeah, him and Dame. Very, very loyal guys. Speaking of Dame, I think we're all set with the Eastern Conference. Do you have anything else you want to say about my Eastern Conference? No, no. I think um, we we put a good a good period on that. So let's get into the Western Conference. Okay, so my Western Conference rankings, um, I have number one, the Phoenix Suns. Number two, Los Angeles Lakers. Number three, the Jazz in Utah. Number four, the Warriors of Golden State. Number five, Dallas Mavericks. Mm -hmm. Number six, Clippers in L.A. Number seven, the Nuggets out there in Denver. (laughs) The Nuggets of Denver. (laughs) Find them at any McDonald's (laughs) in the Denver area. (laughs) Only in Denver. Um, Number eight, we got the Portland Trailblazers blazing that Oregon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) We got the number nine Pelicans. Okay. Oh, I was waiting for a pelican sound. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know exactly. where to begin with know. that. Wow! <laughs> Is that what they sound like? Wow! Wow! Yeah, it just sounds like you're choking on your <laughs> mic. <laughs> no, they're like Zion, 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 Zion. They're like, why did AD leave us? <laughs> Uh, all right, so we got the Pelicans n- coming in at number nine, and then we got the grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies, my favorite team in the Western <laughs> yeah, Conference. I love John Morant. Can we get playoff John Morant more often? Oh. That dude went stupid. See, that, that's what I want to watch this season. Yes. I, I re- desperately want the Grizzlies to make it deep into the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be sick. Or at least... Like out of first round, they kind of they're kind of getting dicked. It's just like the teams at the top of the Western Conference are just so good. Yeah, and they've they have um, they added some good rookies last year. Um, Des Desmond Bain, I believe, and um, oh, I'm forgetting his name, but he was a um, I think a backup point guard, a nice one that they got. So yeah, I think those guys developing. They got a young team too, so. It's it's gonna be exciting for them the next couple of years, but absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyways, the, uh, let's get into the list. Do you want me to repeat it? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> okay. I I was just saying. Um, <laughs> the Suns, Lakers, Jazz, Warriors, and Mavs at the top five. Okay. The Suns at at. The in the top spot is interesting to me, um, because you're banking on the fact that they replicate kind of a magical season that they had this past year. Um, Chris, did they lose though. Uh, did they lose Jay Crowder? I need to find out. I'm gonna be upset if they did. To be honest, I think they might <laughs> might have. We're just gonna find out. I believe he's still on 
Nope, still on the Suns. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought that. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, Jay Crowder is a dog, man. Absolutely. I love Jay Crowder. Yeah, so I don't know if they necessarily lost anyone, but I, I just feel that the Phoenix, everything went right for the Phoenix Suns last season. Yeah. In a way. Um, I, what were you going to say? I think it went... I think everything went right for them in the playoffs, but I think this is a really good team. Um, I mean, you have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, um, Mikhail Bridges, who mm-hmm. just lit it fucking up last year. Um, you have Jay Crowder, and then you have DeAndre Ayton. Um, and you look at the you look at the you know the ages of these guys. It's a perfect mix of you know young. Rookies between Cameron Johnson and mm. or not rookies, but you know young younger players, Mikael Bridges, um, and then you have you know Devin Booker, who's still pretty young, DeAndre Ayton, and then you have that um, you know veteran presence between Chris Paul and uh, Jay Crowder, JaVale McGee. Um, so it's I just think this is a really good team, and I I put them at the top spot more out of necessity because I feel like they're going to need that top spot if they want to make a run at it again, um, which also could hurt them in the playoffs, you know, if they overwork everybody um, getting to that top seed, which we've seen playoff teams in the past do. Um, and I just think the Lakers are going to take second because of the amount of uh, load management they're going to have to do between all their all their vets, you know. That you you make uh, a couple good points in there, yeah. And I I, I know they're going to have to. LeBron doesn't want to ride the bench at all. He's he's been very vocal about people want to come and see me play. This this is going to be my last I don't know however many years in the league, and he wants people to get the chance to come see him play before he retires. Um, but they're going to have to do some load management if if the Lakers want to survive in the playoffs because you don't want LeBron to come into the playoffs absolutely gassed and then have half left in the tank when you have to have to make a run. And so I I think the Suns in the regular season. All right. You, you convinced me. I I think the Suns in the regular season could be better than the Lakers for that, for that reason. Um, the thing that excites me, mm. excites me. Mm. If I'm a Phoenix Suns fan sitting mm. in my room salivating mm. over the possibility of being in the one seat, Fuck. I'm thinking about okay DeAndre Ayton. Yes, dominating. Dominating. The man looks like he's 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's Gramp. That's Uncle DeAndre. Uncle Ayton looks like he is your father. And he and he might daddy up on the rest of the Western <laughs> Conference because he might become AD's daddy. He he might. He has the muscle, the the physical stature to bully AD on the inside. If if and I, I'm expecting him to take a, a leap this season. He has too. to. I think he has to. He has to. And if if he could take that leap, then the Suns have a good shot at being the one seed. Because you saw what he he did through the end of the last season, um, he had like a twenty and twenty game in the in the playoffs, yep. or yeah, was it a twenty and twenty? Almost a twenty and twenty. Um, I know what you're talking. I, 
It, I, I can't remember, honestly. Yeah, but he can be a scoring force and a monster on the boards. I mean, I think I, I remember him, you know, they played the, they only played AD, what, once? But I remember Aiton doing really well in that game um, against the Lakers. Uh, and then, obviously, AD got injured. You think he re-aggravated that yes. ankle injury or something? Yeah. Um, and yeah. then obviously that changed the playoffs. But, um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, <laughs> you look at this dude again. He's only 22 years old. I think, I think a lot of NBA fans see these dudes and they're like, oh, they played three years in the league. They, they you know, they should be good. Dog, he's going to be 23 this year. Like, you know, it's okay if he if he takes a little a hot second to to grow, and and especially like maturing, like he's a big man. Like you know, you're you're a different uh, build when you're in your early twenties than when you're in your late twenties, early thirties. You of know, of course, yeah. A lot of those big men, a lot of big men, um, come into the league, and it takes a few years for them to mature and really um, develop into you know, being a dominant center yeah. because it's a lot different in that position, you know, compared to like a guard or a, or a smaller forward where you're, you're putting on that muscle still, you're learning how to, how to perfect your big man game mm-hmm. as it were. And I, yeah, it's, it's just, I think DeAndre is going to age like a fine wine and, He's gonna he's gonna start pushing around some of these other centers in the league. Hell yeah, I, I love the guy. Me too, big DeAndre Ayton guy. Yeah, and you saw that that tip in he had. That in the, was sick. In the I playoffs. was going stupid. The valley oop. I was going stupid. Um, Shit almost made me a Suns fan. <laughs> <laughs> that made dog. I was rooting so hard for the Suns in the playoffs. Yeah, I yeah. Um, it was incredible. So we can move on to the Jazz Warriors Mavs if you want. Sure, yeah. Um, the Jazz, I like. I don't know. I'm Rudy Gobert's ass. <laughs> <laughs> hot take. Yeah, hot take. Um, offensively, uh, he's not the greatest. Okay, no, actually, this is kind of very off track but let's just quickly go to um i love going off track the let's go centers centers in the league okay oh we're gonna do a little dive into the centers yeah so you're gonna tell me who you would rather have on your team than rudy gobert okay yeah joel obviously yes you'd rather have him yes that's no question Nikola Jokic. I'd rather have Nikola. Yeah. Cat. Cat. Yes, I'd rather have him. Vucevic. Yep. Christian Wood. Yep. Kristaps Porzingis. Ooh, Kristaps. I would rather. I'd probably rather have Rudy than okay. Kristaps. Okay. I'd rather have Kristaps. Well, I guess Kristaps be getting hurt. So. Yeah, I think for that reason. But Rudy also has a out of injury All right, taking, history. Taking out of injuries. Taking out injury, just a player, skill only. Okay. I'm taking KP. KP, 
Last season, KP was not the greatest. I I will agree. I, I you're think still going. You're still going, Rudy. I think I go Rudy for the just defense. for the defense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you can make up the scoring, but that's fair. Uh, um. All right. Yeah, that's just me personally. Yeah. Okay. That's let's, fair. let's move on. Bam. I'd rather have Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas is a good scorer. Uh, really dominant rebounder. Uh, yeah, like Rudy. Not, not necessarily giving you that uh, lockdown rim protection. How many blocks did he have? One. I think he only, yeah, under one a game. Under one a game. So he's not really giving you that rim protection Rudy's giving you. But, I mean, great jump shot. He's actually effective offensively. That's um, a tough one. And he can rebound. It he would get, depend on the team. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But basically, I'm just trying to say that Rudy Gobert fucking sucks at offense. Like he half does. the game, you can't even use him. Yeah, he. I think I would rather have in most cases Jonas. Yeah. Than um than Rudy. I would rather have like a mediocre rim protector, but this dude will actually, you know, give me something on both sides of the ball. He's consistent scoring. Yeah. yeah. And Rudy just dog. If you're not giving this dude a lob, or like a post where he just doesn't have to dribble like this dude sucks oh, yeah. on offense. If you, if you have to give <laughs> if you're relying on Rudy to put the ball on the ground, you're, you're dead in the water. Yeah. If he, if that shit leaves his hands and it's not a dunk, like you're, you're shit out of luck dog. Uh, well, I, I guess I can't, I, I can't, I can't really speak on his finishing numbers. I don't, he might, he might have a nice, nice, nice finish, but yeah, I don't know. I just think he's too one-dimensional, um, and especially for the money. I mean, I think he's making almost $30 million, um, or at least, you know, mid-20s. But the reason he's been so talked about and and um, fawned over for throughout his career is because he can be that defensive anchor for your oh, team. Oh, he's elite. His, I'm not saying his rim protection is not elite. It is insane. Yeah. It, it puts him in a unique position on a team like the Jazz, where I think he's better on the Jazz than he would be on another team. Yeah, Because I agree. of how they play basketball. I agree. He's making $27 million, by the way. I would not give that dude $27 million. That's just me. I, I I don't even have I don't even have well, two thousand well, dollars to give. Yeah. Him. All right. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're going my, by that logic, <laughs> I, I couldn't give LeBron shit either. Like <laughs> my my card declined getting gas <laughs> last last week. <laughs> If we're, if we're if we're building the stores the stores um whatever basketball team then our our players are coming from the rec center. We're getting we're getting Jello. <laughs> we're Jello's first stop before he hits the league. <laughs> Leangelo, if you if you're listening to this, dog, come you. squat up with us for a five on five. <laughs> You and IT in the wheelchair, y'all team up. 
fucking we'll get this done. I know IT still got the jumper. Oh yeah. IT man broken legs doesn't matter. <laughs> Give me that jumper. I, I I I don't care. I I would take IT back in the Celtics right now. Yeah, he just had knee problems, right? Yeah, he did. Just for the sentimental value to me. <laughs> I love him. Uh, all right. Yeah, the Jazz are good. Jazz um, are good, but here's the thing. I feel like it's like the same thing every season with the Jazz. Like you saw during this playoffs, Donovan Mitchell was injured for a period, and it's like they're like, yeah, we 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 got pretty close, but Donovan Mitchell was injured. It's like, yeah, but that thing kind of happens like every season. And at what point are to you everybody. just? Yeah, it's like what? At what point are you just kind of making an excuse and you're just kind of an average team? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like. Yeah, they they could get these dudes to stay healthy all season and in a series maybe they would they would beat the Lakers, beat the Suns. But I don't know. It's just like I've been hearing that for too long. That's fair. That's just how I I think that um similar to my son's point, I think they have to be um in that top portion of the conference uh to have confidence about their playoff run yeah oh yeah we're, we're talking about the the playoff seating yeah i i think the, the, the end of season rankings i mean yeah right? yeah i think um jazz will grab that third spot because out of desperation out of necessity mm, yeah more than anything um no they're still a force they're still a force and they'll be toward the top of the of the division standings for sure yeah. All right. Utah. Shout out. Go do your thing. Salt Lake City. <laughs> got anything you want to say about my Warriors being number four? The only thing I got to say is that they should be higher. You read my mind. <laughs> I am inc- I'm incredibly high on the Warriors this year. <laughs> yeah. The only reason. No, I mean, Clay's coming back. For a back. great reason. Yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson's coming back. They're actually going to be the Warriors. Um, I put them four because Clay is not going to be starting the season with them. So I think that first – because I think it said by, like, Christmas time he should be back. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that first couple months is really going to determine how they finish because I think when he comes back, he's going to light it up. I think so too. I'm hope. I really hope that he is. He comes back to the same form that he was pre-injury because Clay is just so fun to watch. Like everyone who watches the NBA knows that. Like, yeah, one of the most With exciting players you can watch. Yeah, when Clay and Steph are on the court together, I mean, you just got to watch it. Yeah, it's it's just you a just show. Have to watch. Yeah. It's fun for everyone. Yeah, and I, I yeah I want to watch a lot of Warriors games this season. Because um, I'm excited yeah, to have we, them back. We definitely might be a Warriors pod during the month of <laughs> December. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be hype. Yeah. And I have nothing wrong with that. Word. So, yeah, I think I could see, you know, if they can if they can um, catch some games early in the season, get, get Clay back, and then go on a tear, maybe they, who knows, maybe they even jump to the three spot. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Definitely. 
number five. Mavericks. Mavs. Mavs, baby. Luka. Luka Doncic. Luka um, Doncic. <laughs> Licker Doncic. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. Luka Doncic. Licking. <laughs> Luka's nasty. Yeah, Luka. I think that's all I need to say about the Mavs. Luka, I mean, he could carry <laughs> the Mavs to... I, yeah, he he carries them at least to... At least uh, to the play-in. Uh, to I the think, play-in. And I think KP... I think KP is tired of of listening to people talk shit about him. I think so, too. But, yeah, he... Uh, yeah, he needs to use that to his advantage and, like, yeah. really come in with a chip on his shoulder because he can be a great player. I agree, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean... It's called the unicorn for a reason. Yes. He's yeah. crazy. When he's right, he is really, really right. <laughs> really right. Yeah. And he is fu- he's really fun to watch, too. And that's the way he can fire it off over guys because he's so, <laughs> so effing tall. tall. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'll be the curse. I'll curse for you. I already cursed <laughs> once in this podcast. <laughs> we be cussing. <laughs> we'll cuss, boys. Oops. You got anything you want to say about the Mavs? And honestly, I don't watch enough Mavs basketball to, to <laughs> That's know. Fair. But, um, That's fair. <laughs> I... I don't watch a lot either, to be honest. I caught the odd game here and there, uh, and I just know that Luca and KP are going to go off. Of course, yeah. Luca is a highlight reel. Yeah. And I think the Mavs, I, I don't think they made any big offseason moves. I, no. I could be wrong. but uh, They got Bullock. They yes, got Reggie. They, they did get Reg. Great defense. Mm-hmm. You, all, you already know. Yeah, I think that's a a good move for them. They didn't get, I mean, another star, but no, no. um, I think they're pretty good where they're at right now. And yeah, I just think they're a solid team. They're a solid team. They're banking again on Luca's development. Mm-hmm. Um, even get get him getting even further, and then uh, KP coming back strong. And I think that's a solid bet. So yeah, yes, sir. Any other thoughts for that on you? I mean, for you? No. I'm all set. Um, oh, um, what's his face? Uh, Cuban really likes uh, white Europeans. So, he, I don't know. Take 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 from that what you will. What what is what would you call it? An obsession? A fetish? Yes. He, is it? He fetishizes these white Europeans. It's so it's ins- it's yeah. It's, it's unlike weird. anything I've ever seen. He either all right. So it's either like he doesn't want to hire black people in the NBA, or he just like f- genuinely fetishizes these white Europeans. I think he just loves Europeans. <laughs> I think it's. Because it's weird. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you look at the guys they have, even past Luca and and Kristaps, they have um Maxi. Yeah, Maxi Kleba. Um I can't think of anybody else, but I mean like 
Dirk. Like, and and you look at the team. I mean, it's a pretty white team. Yes, yeah. It's probably one of the whiter teams in the NBA. Yeah. It's who who do you think is the... Uh, I mean, I would say... Uh, honestly, probably the Mavs would be my the, guess. The Mavs or... Or the... I'm trying to think. I was... My mind jumped to Utah, but I don't think Utah. <laughs> I know Utah. It's like I think I just think that because Utah's is is like a white place. State, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think the Knicks have a single white player on the team. They didn't last year, and I don't think they added a white player this year. Not even an end of bench guy. Nope. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Go Knicks. I love it. It's so <laughs> funny. I love it. Um, yeah, we're here for it. Yeah. All right. That's all I got to say about the maps. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a little off topic, but uh, uh, Clippers. the Clippers. Six. Yeah. Oh, I got to run through through these because I got to go to work. But yeah, I know. I was trying to get, get going. We can always, you know, pause if you got to go. No, 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 no. I want to, I want to, um, cause we still have, you know, um, I'd still like to talk a little hockey. We'll probably do that next episode and we'll probably do, um, hockey and football next episode. I was thinking, cause we didn't really get to those cause, um, we, ha- yeah, we have to talk about those. Yeah. We, we spent a long time going through this. I yeah. Feel like. Definitely longer than I expected. Yeah, Lots let, to say. Do you mind? Uh, let me f- just fire off some takes for these last uh, couple. So yeah, the Clippers. Um, Kawhi. That's that's what we need to think about with the Clippers. Obviously, Ka- well, Kawhi is their is their big star. They have Paul George too, but uh, you know Kawhi is kind of the the guy there. Um, and he's what he's injured now, right? He's injured. That's why they're six. Yeah, and we don't know how for how long that's going to be. Yep. Kawhi's camp has always been kind of, um, what's the word? Like secretive? secretive yeah. Low-key. Low-key. They don't talk. They, yeah, they just don't <laughs> talk like about Kawhi. it. Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> Ka- Kawhi has always been kind of like... Um, aloof. A secretive, elusive figure. Eccentric, aloof. Yeah, and he's funny. Very funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a funny guy. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, did you practice that? <laughs> Off the cuff. So yeah, I, I think uh, I don't know. It's like I could kind of like the Sixers. Yeah, they're tough to rank. They're to really tough to rank without Kawhi. Um, I, I see them being still making the bottom of the of the at least the play in though, uh, with Paul George. Yeah, the, some of the other pieces they have are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuggets, Nuggets but at seven. Another injury. Jamal yeah, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, which is a devastating injury for the Nuggets. Yeah, devastating is a good word. Yeah, I actually thought when Jamal Murray got injured. I thought about what I would think if I were a Nuggets fan because I don't know. I kind of like, I guess I liked the Nuggets. Like I like how Nikola Jokic plays. MPJ. Yeah. It's really. He gets vaccinated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Please go do that. Please get vaccinated. All the NBA players, please get vaccinated. 
Yeah, we just want to ha- just watch you guys everybody, and have a fun season. Everybody get vaccinated. How about that? Not just NBA players. Just get vaccinated. Yes, we are a pro-vaccination yeah. podcast. We just want to make that clear. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a little late in the pod for this, but if you're uh, racist and any kind of fuckery going on inside your mind, this probably isn't the podcast for you. Absolutely. Um, we will definitely be talking about social issues uh, surrounding these sports. Um, and yeah, I think it's important to address those. Yeah, we're, we want to be a social podcast as much as we do a sports podcast because those do those do cross over a lot. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, please get vaccinated, dog. <laughs> yeah. Please go get PJ. We we want you. We want to have fun with you. We want to watch you succeed because you're honestly wet. Shit. Yeah, honest. He's wet. (laughs) MPJ is wet. He just needs to get that wet in his arm. Okay. (laughs) He just needs to (laughs) get that wet in your arm, dog. You're you're gonna travel with a team. You'll have fun. You can hang out with Jokic, who I'm sure is vaccinated, because I mean Jokic. He's a he's he, he's not, that's the leader of the team. You know, he's not going to not travel European. with him. Yeah. His family's probably like, yeah, you should get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> back to the basketball MPJ outside of the vaccination. Um, if provided he plays, provided he can take a step forward, this team could rise into the middle of the Western Conference in my eyes, maybe even a little bit higher depending on how the other teams shake out i agree really quick i know you have to go um so i'm trying to do this quick but like the warriors and the sixers you know they have that situation jamal murray that is not in the clippers that isn't really settled and that's why i rank them you know only making it in the playoff or in the playing team in playing tournament sorry the blazers uh no the nuggets oh the nuggets um just because you know i don't know how they're gonna handle that jamal murray injury for those few months or however long it takes for him to get back yeah Um, man jamal murray seem seems like a great guy too yeah i just want to say that because yeah he does I, I liked what they're watching him ball out and succeed. Yeah. He's really fun. And I it, that's part of why I broke my heart. So I hope the Nuggets can still be good in his absence. Maybe he, he can come back and be um, pretty much on, on par great. with what he was. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go to number eight, the Blazers. We're waiting to see how this Damian Lillard thing shakes out. Yep. It's honestly, it's. It's kind of like the other teams that you've mentioned, mm-hmm. which I agree with you. They need to be. It's hard to rank them, and it's like you're just waiting for some for the shoe to drop. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, they they are. I think the playing's good for them with higher potential. Yep, that's how I feel, for sure. Yeah, uh, we're in agreement on that. <laughs> so step nine. Uh, what? Oh, the Pelicans. Pelicans. The Pels. I also see this as nine with potential to even make it out of the play and into that those top six spots. I, I agree with you there. 
I agree. Because I think Zion, um, I think he's going to continue to progress. Um, I think Brandon Ingram is also going to continue to progress. Yep. I think they're going to get that two-man game really, really buzzing. Um, Yeah, they have some exciting rookies, too, like uh, Kira Lewis, mm -hmm. um, Nick uh, not what, what is his name? Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yeah. yeah, they're they could be a really, um, really fun team. This yeah, season. and they have uh, Tunis, uh, now. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. They got rid of Adams for Valanchunas. Um, so that gives them a little more offense. Um, you know, he he can space the floor a little bit, he's not really taking threes. Um, but he can definitely hit those mid-range jumpers. So, um, but also, I've heard people say, and I fully agree with. Uh, does Zion need space? I mean, you could put the whole fucking team. You could put both fucking teams in the paint, and Zion's probably getting a bucket. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Um, so yeah, I think I I'm pretty high on the Pelicans. Honestly, I rank them. Um, lower than how I feel about them. I think they can be a really good team. Yeah, I think they can be a riser. Yeah. That's the call. I agree with you. Um, I could see them beating out the the Blazers or the Clippers, yep. the Nuggets, depending on what, what happens. Yeah, I think Blazers and Clippers are definitely realistic yeah. options. Yeah, I felt a little iffy about putting the Nuggets in there. <laughs> yeah. But. But, I mean, that's also a possibility. I mean, Zion Williamson is definitely an elite player. And I think Brandon Ingram can be an all-star level player. So then it's really about those role players. Because I think those two guys are going to have big years. Yeah, completely. I completely agree. Um, then we... <laughs> at number 10, we got our our Grizzlies. <laughs> our Grizzlies, yes, sir. I, I think we just became Grizzlies fans <laughs> over the course of the podcast. Like, but but I've thought about the Grizzlies a lot. I just like I, I like the grit and grind man, the grit and grind motto. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just like that shit's so cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we like with the Knicks and the and the Heat. Um, they just have like a good team. Um, Culture, I guess, is the right word. Yeah, that buzzword. Um, yeah, they they just you know, it's the grizzly way, grit and grind, baby. Yeah, grit and grind, and they and they do it. I mean, Dylan Brooks is a great two way player. I think he even averaged almost twenty if, uh, almost twenty points uh, per game last year. Oh, um, they got they got Pat Bev too. I forgot they got or, Pat, or, no, no, I think they got Pat Bev and then, and then traded, traded him. him. Yeah. No one knows where Pat Bev's. No one knows what team Pat Bev's on. Does right anyone know where Pat Bev is? Because <laughs> we he, love Pat Bev. He changed hands. I feel like so yes. many times this offseason. In like two days, like I think he got traded like twice within like the course of a week. Yeah, yeah. And then like he that. like tweeted out grit yes, and grind. Yeah, and then and got then traded <laughs> like immediately after. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, poor Pat Bev. I thought, I mean, when they got Pat Bev, I was like, that's perfect for them. And I know, they yeah. Him. Right. And that would have been fun, too. Yeah. I would have liked to see Pat Bev on, on another team, especially the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, who, do they have Steven Adams now? 
yeah, I think, and you know, like we were saying with the culture, I think he fits that perfectly. I think, yeah, he he's can one of the you know toughest motherfuckers in the league. Yes. I don't know if you've ever seen highlights of this dude setting po- uh, setting picks. He's brutal. It's insane. I would not want to be in the post with Stephen Adams. No, no, or even se- Doug. He sets picks on people and they just collapse. Like they just hit him and he's a fucking literally a brick wall. Yeah, like he's a brick crazy. wall. He's a he's like a a train. Yeah. Like not like not New a Zealand train. Energy. But not really a train. <laughs> not a train at all. <laughs> he's like a train, you know, those big things that don't move at all. <laughs> yeah, no, he we're talking about him setting screens and I said a train, so it's like a dam. Yeah, he's a, he's a <laughs> dam. Yeah, he's the Hoover Dam. <laughs> he's the New Zealand Dam. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say about them. Yeah, Stephen Adams is a tough-ass dude. And, and John Morant. Yeah. John Morant's going to, I think, like we've been saying a lot about these young guys, I think they're, they're all going to progress. You know, these guys are all under... 24 yeah like it's incredible that's not even the peak like they haven't even hit their peak really yeah i'm so excited for them and yeah um john morant as far as bears go like comparing him to grizzly bears like he's kind of like the he's like the unicycling bear like he's (laughs) he's the bear that can ride the unicycle and like juggle because he can you see him throw down these monstrous dunks that, like, yeah. honestly, some of them put his career in, in like, jeopardy uh, and his knees in jeopardy right. by how just forcefully he's right. he's trying to yam it on <laughs> right. these people. <laughs> Do you see? He tried to... Who was he trying to posterize? Like, AD or someone? Um, oh, no, he's had some crazy ones. I, I don't think he's, like, actually finished... <laughs> a lot of the, of the crazier but he ones, tries. but he tr- he just yeah he tries, which is like no he is he, he's fearless. He has that mentality with you know those elite guys like Trey Young and Joel. Yeah, like, I love Ja. Yeah, yeah, just love Ja. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's I the that's the end of our of uh, Max's list here. Yeah. All right. Well. uh yeah, I'm pretty excited about basketball. I'm a, I'm really excited. Go Knicks! It, we got the preseason now, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into some some regular season hoops. Word. All right. Well, that I'll do it. I'll do it for 91 North, 95 South, and uh, I'll let this man get to work. Yeah, I gotta go. Um, do some delivery driving. That's you know, I, I I'm not paying with the bills with the podcast. It, <laughs> it just yet, started. It just started. Yeah, but um, this we we hope you guys uh enjoyed this episode because you know we're we're gonna have a lot more stuff coming up. Um, some NFL, some NHL. Yeah, next next episode you can catch uh our NFL. Uh, what is it? Week five takes. Um, we'll be talking about um how we feel about the Jets, the Giants, the Patriots so far. Might touch on the Steelers. Uh, we're definitely gonna get into the hockey coverage. Mm-hmm. Islanders, Rangers, Bruins. Um, 
And if if there's one thing that I can say about about the, um, us on this podcast, mm-hmm. it's that we we feel things. We we don't um, we don't we just feel things. We're fans, <laughs> you know. We are fans. We're fans. Yeah. We we we're rea- sometimes reactionary, <laughs> and um, you know you're gonna hear some giants coverage from from um, a man who's been in the the recesses of giants like loserdom Hell, for. Yeah for a couple of years now and Ugh. it you know oh yeah this yeah sam sam's about to get fucking spicy on this podcast yeah man he, he's gonna get spicy and i'm excited for that absolutely and i i think you guys will like it too so yeah we're, we're glad if you tuned into this episode especially if you made it all the way through i mean it's been a while yeah it's been a it's long probably time been, I, I don't know Exactly the time, but it's probably been a good hour and a half, two hours. Feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Could go for five more. I could I could talk all day. I could go for ten more. I could talk all day. Eleven, uh, that's my limit. I could not go all day. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you later. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks to my co-host, Max DeMaza. Uh, thanks to our producer, Alon. Alon like to say anything?